It's backdoor cards. Yes, that's right. It's not just you, Mateo's voice. <laughs> it's Jay Geisenberg's voice. You're tuned into another episode of Backdoor Cut. Josh is having some very serious internet tech issues. He was. We had him for a second in the back seat of his car, but uh, it was it was not a salvageable situation. Unfortunately, I'm joined with a hopeful, a hopeful LeBron Stan, Matthew Beatty. I'm I'm holding out hope. It's we got to get him back in the playoffs. It's, it's a better NBA if if we have LeBron around. Just as like it's a better back, backdoor cut when we have Josh around. But hey, you know sometimes okay. the the four G gods, the Wi Fi gods are just against us. I know. You, this is like the the Nets when we have Josh. He's you know he's hardened. We've got it's on the best <laughs> the, the best offense the NBA's ever seen. But now it's just KD and Kyrie. It's a disaster. <laughs> Oh no! Where's Ben? What's Ben doing? <laughs> Not much. Who, who's Ben? <laughs> yeah. Josh's internet is Ben. Yeah, just dragging the team down. All right, we'll we'll kick off with our favorite and only segment of the week: the rose gold segment, where we hand out an award to the the most legendary Australian player in Australian hoops around the world, whether it's the NBA, the NBL, international, and it's going to what I assume. Will be Mr. Future, the future Mr. Rosegold, Joshua Giddy, with a 15, 6, and 5 today in an awesome game against the Warriors. Those guys have played like four ridiculous games this year. The Thunder just come at you, man. But, you know, another solid game for the young man, Josh Giddy. Love to see it, right? It's, it's awesome. I, I I think the start of the season, there was maybe a little bit of conjecture around Thunder fans. This guy, yeah, not Jake, even just... Yeah, I was worried. Even out, yeah, he started a bit slow, but thankfully he's, he's obviously managed to sort it out and I definitely think that's been a, a, a much more productive or a good progression from year one to year two for Josh Giddy. And absolutely, this is a guy that we have high hopes for. In a, in a boomer singlet for, for years to come as well. So it's 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 been a, a very encouraging season for Josh, an encouraging season for the Thunder. And, and yeah, this guy's he's settling into NBA pro life. Yeah. 16.6, 8, and 6 on the season. He's still 20, dude. I know we feel it's, like I've yeah. said, said this all year, but, like, he is so much better compared to last year. Just his, yeah. his size, and I've... Throughout the season, it feels like he's just gotten more confident and more aggressive. Like the way that he plays now is like, I'm getting downhill. He loves the back to the basket game, get those, yeah. those those little push shots up. So the fact that he's kind of finding where he's where he fits in, like everything's jumped massively. <clears throat> like the field goal percentage last year was 42 percent up to 48, 26 percent from three up to 32.6. Free throws are up a little bit. He doesn't need to be an, an elite shooter because he does so many other things. But, yeah. like, he's even at 33% from three. Teams are at least, like, they know because he's a hooper. He might not be super high percentage guy, but he's, you know, skilled enough where he, he feels like a threat when he's out there. Oh, he's just, yeah, he's a positive impact, I, I think, more than anything else. And, he's, yeah, as you said, he's... I think he's one of those guys that's just going to make everyone else around him better. You know, I, I think they've got the supporting cast of young dudes there. And, mm. I mean, he's very much a part of that. But, like, it's it's just a very exciting young roster for, for the Thunder and he's very much a, a part of that future going forward. I, 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 
I agree with his offense. I think that while the three-point shot certainly has a, a bit more work in progress about it, definitely, I think the thing that's been most impressive is he's found other ways to score. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. That sort of little midi, midi yeah. stuff that with stuff where he just obviously he's a six foot eight guy as a yeah, point guard. Like, if you can physically abuse that matchup and and get mismatches and and then just be physically bigger and just get close enough to the hoop and then I, I know it sounds a bit rudimentary, but that's that can be his offensive game at the moment. It's worked for him this year, and then any sort of progression with the jump shot is just that's that's the cherry on top at this point. Yeah, look, if he's gonna if you can get to his forty eight percent from the field, that's yeah, that's fine. Like he honestly, if he didn't get that much better, he's gonna be a 10, 15 year pro as he is right now. Oh, absolutely. And that's crazy. wait, we're in year two and he's twenty. Twenty. Which is yeah. Well I love yeah, I mean just, yeah. I don't wanna like this guy could be playing until he's thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. Like so yeah. that's yeah. Like the other like the other boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. Um yeah, I love to see it. Like he's gotten so much stronger, and so the fact that you just you just love to see guys that, that are clearly committed to getting better. The fact that he got so much better from year one to year two, like you expect growth, but the the work on like the physical side of things, because he he's going to be like twenty six, and like another you know ten fifteen kegs, and just yeah. bumping dudes, getting downhill. Um, he's got the touch around the rim, love that. But unfortunately, couldn't quite pull out the dub today. Against the Warriors, who are fucking lurking, man. Mate, they're just coming good at the right time, aren't they? As per as per usual now. I know. Last year, like they 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 played much better overall. Last year, like they were like Steph was a you know leader MVP candidate for the first half of the season. That he got injured, but then he came back, and they kind of they just they just kind of got it going right at the end of the season again. Wiggins back on the bench for. The first time in a couple of months, and like Gary Payton's back now. It's I hate to see it, honestly. I <laughs> like enough, enough. I was like, this is this is good. The Warriors can have a down year, so let's go to the finals. There's no one else in the West I'm particularly scared of. Um, but right as of today, it would be the Warriors against the Suns. In round one. First round, yeah. Which is a ridiculous, ridiculous matchup. Adam so, Silver couldn't couldn't script it any better. Right? The script guys are onto it. But what's interesting, name, they have only a seven they're giving them a seventeen percent chance of retaining the fifth seed. I think that's because they've lost the tiebreaker to the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Timberwolves. So, like, if anyone catches them, then they have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. Yeah, right. So, then so, wait, what is the – I don't know what it is for the Thunder because this sort of mean. We were talking about it before we started recording. Yeah. A few games today in the West were, were kind of double jeopardy games where you need to win, but a, a yeah. win for you is also a big loss for them because you, you're basically leapfrogging them. Yeah, the fact that the Lakers were able to get the win today against the Jazz – that's pushed the Jazz now down to a 1% chance of making the 10th seed, which I'm sure they're not too upset about. Oh, yeah. I think that it's been the most stealth tank of oh. maybe of all time for, for the Jazz. That's a great question. The best stealth tank of all time. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Danny Ainge, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be a one seed at one point yeah. during the season and to now be where they are, it's, it's been a tank for the ages. And they're still playing well too. Like they're in, in all these games that they're losing. Like they've got a, a they've got a, and again, dude, like the Thunder, I think they've got a team for the future because they've they've got a couple of young pieces there, and obviously they've got a whole horde of, of draft picks incoming. So it, it's it's going to be a, an interesting rebuild to watch there in Utah. Yeah, they're going to be fun. Increase those percentage odds for um, Mr. Wembenyama, but yeah, so Warriors lurking in the fifth spot. Clippers right below them, and the Lakers kind of look like, even though the Warriors are are ahead of them by a game or a game and a half, the Lakers are the hottest team in that group right now. Suns have won six in a row. They have the biggest winning streak in the NBA right now. But the Lakers are next at four in a row, seven and three in their last ten. Kind of one of the best teams in the league. Is that going too far since the trade deadline? Maybe, but you know, since um, the last fifteen games, six best next net rating. It's a pretty big sample size there. It's it's yeah. I mean, we've we've been teased with this from the Lakers. I mm. feel like so many times before, and I mean, I I think it's it's the equation is is pretty simple. You need LeBron and you need AD there, and if if they're both there, well, then you, you you're a little bit scared. I, I, the seedings that can kind of been thrown out of the window a little bit this season because if you match up against a, a Lakers team with those two guys fit, it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be very tough. Obviously, the moves that they made leading up to the, the deadline as well. I, I think you, it's masterclass. You can't, yeah, you can't sort of highlight enough just how important they were to to restore the balance of that squad a little bit. And and you're getting contributions from all those guys. You're getting contributions from from Austin Reed. Like some of the other role players on this team are just they're, they're absolutely doing their bit so it's it's just can we get consistent performance from from the two big dogs and and yeah since the deadline obviously LeBron's missed some time but aside from that you know AD's been great and LeBron's come back and, and looked really good as well so coming into the playoffs it's it's one of those ones where if you're you know one of the the, the higher seeds you're rolling your eyes at the prospect of potentially getting matched up with the Lakers round one it's kind of crazy, dude, like how disastrous their season was for the first quarter, half, basically until the deadline. Like they were – Yeah. Like Pelicans fans were like, we might get Wembenyama off of the off draft the Lakers pick. pick, yeah. Yeah. And that's completely flipped to, yeah, 15 games, 11 and 4 in their last 15. Austin Reeves, dude, he's going to get paid. Well, we'll see. He's going to get paid by someone. Is, are they going to have another Caruso situation? Surely not. They, surely they've learned their lesson. They're not letting another Hall of Fame white boy go out the door after oh, Caruso. Yeah. But, like, he's averaging 19 a game on 56, 41, 85. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's crazy numbers, what? yeah. It's crazy. And I think, yeah, and he's not. This is, yeah, he's not a meme. Like he, like just like Caruso, it was like, yeah. oh, he's only getting hyped up because of the hype is exceeded how good he actually is. Like we yes. were getting like Austin Reeves injury updates for, <laughs> on like Bleacher Report. I was like, okay, let's just. And that's definitely the like afterglow of the Lakers, yeah. really. Like, yeah, but it's it. But he's yeah, good. I, I think he's genuinely a, a good NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so I don't remember a season, like if you're Denver, like there's often a team that a team or maybe a second team that's lurking in like the lower, like last season, remember the Celtics got the Nets in round one and it was like, oh, that's a pretty not fun prize for getting the two seeds, getting KD and Kyrie in round one. But this year it's like if you're Denver, you could get the Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, and then let's say Zion, Zion's, who knows, can he yeah. come back in a week or two? Those yeah, were, even the, the Pels yeah. have been frisky. The Timberwolves yeah. have been frisky. I mean, we started with the Thunder. They've been frisky all year. Like, it's all these teams are, are kind of frisky. Like, again, you know, there's a there's difference a, between the, the real elite and whether or not you're actually going to do anything. But you still, that's it's it doesn't seem like reward for a, a big season and, and getting a one or a two seed. Now, I think the Nuggets would be pretty happy with Thunder... Timberwolves, but I think that ends there. If Zion doesn't come back, the Pelicans are the clear choice over the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors. Even yeah. without Paul George, the Warriors, are like, I mean, the Clippers are, you know, you got Kawhi, who's been just, Josh called it. He's not here today, but. He did. He, he did called call it. it. Yeah. Um, but we were talking before, like, we just, like, don't care about the Clippers at all. Like, we're talking about, like, oh, shit, we could get. Steph, KD, round one. LeBron, KD, round one. Yeah. As as amazing as Kawhi is, like, there's just no like, who gives a shit about the Clippers? I, I it, don't doesn't do it for me. It's a it's a whole other conversation, but it is very. <laughs> it's just it's it's really frustrating because it's like they've had some good teams even just in the last fifteen years, right? Even going back to like your Lob Cities and all that, but like it's one of those ones where. The Lakers could be running last and would still generate more buzz in LA than than the Clippers yeah. if they were humming along and playing really well. So it's obviously we're not in LA, but it's 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 something that permeates across the whole league. You can feel it. You just oh, yeah. that 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 care factor more than anything else. It's 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 it, it almost feels like it's a little bit of a waste if the Clippers have got this good team. It's like you'd rather see it. You'd rather see that talent somewhere else winning yeah. it for somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Put the Clippers on the Knicks, man. Put the Clippers on the yeah. Knicks. Imagine that. Yeah. Granted, the Knicks, five seed, locked up the playoff spot. Um, all right. Of those teams, though, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, I think you agree those three are a cut above Pels, Timberwolves, Thunder. Maybe if you include Zion, we can put them in that group. Yeah. I I mean, I, I've i watched a fair bit of Minnesota the last two weeks. They're fine. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, I really do like what they've been doing in that little period of time, at least. And I, I just think that they're they're a very versatile team, and they can throw different looks at you. I mean, they, they had a win today against Brooklyn, which kind of was important for both yeah. teams, right? Because obviously Brooklyn are, are just keeping their head above water in terms of the the play in versus playoff yeah. spot. Uh, and then certainly for Minnesota, they're they're, they're definitely in that logjam in the West and. I, I don't know. I just I like some of their five man lineups, and again, obviously, it's untested come playoffs time and, and what that looks like. But again, that's another team that that made a move before the deadline. I think Conley's been a massive positive impact for them, and Cats come back and looked okay. I do like that sort of versatility where you know, obviously, in in years gone by, we've had Rudy Gobert teams that have kind of been just a disaster in the playoffs, and it's you, you sort of are a little bit more optimistic this year. Well. 
okay, we might be. He, he's not going to play crunch time, but like you, you're going to be able to use him in, in certain spots in, in the playoffs. And then come crunch time, I guess Cat's going to have to step up and play that five spot. But yeah, I I still ultimately agree. I do think that they're they're not quite the Lakers or the Clippers or or, or what Steph Curry can do. Yeah, I think the Conley thing. We when we did the we hadn't really spoken about. We knew Towns was coming back. We hadn't spoken about like Conley. He's just a better orchestrator. So like yeah. when Cat got injured, the Timberwolves were a disaster. That was when D'Lo was running the show. Kind of like you need the like thirty four year old point guard. Yeah, you need an that, adult in the in the yeah. room. And D'Lo's good at basketball, but like that's not that's not what he's the best at. Um, of Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, who who's like the most likely to actually have a chance of winning three rounds in the playoffs? It's the, it's the Warriors for me. Like I think that's kind of obvious, but like yeah, I, I mean obviously you're, you're banking on Wiggins coming back and looking good off the get go. Even without him, you, you do feel an element of confidence. But I think that's a that's a body that you can put on the on the floor, and he's going to play good defense straight off the bat. And and then whatever happens on on the offensive side is only going to be a bonus. I, I, yeah, I agree. The other thing though with the Lakers, which I, I can't discount, is I just think AD when we get the the good version of AD, mm. that that's a kind of a, a pretty unique player at this point in the league, and. I, I don't really think there's a, another center in the West almost that you would be. I mean, I guess maybe the, the, the toughest matchup for him might be Phoenix with, with Aiton because I think Aiton can probably just hang with him a little bit. But mm. any of those other sort of matchups, you know, if, if we can get four out of seven good AD games, well, then that, that could be something that I, I guess that fuels a lot of this optimism with the Lakers this last week or so. Look, He's missed one game in the last fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's doesn't get much better for for AD and for him. Up, for yeah, like yeah. 12.5 boards, three assists, point one point six blocks. Like he's a monster right now. Like those games yeah. where he's having like twenty eight and then sixteen boards or like twenty two and like nineteen boards and four blocks. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason why there was like the crazy trade sweepstakes with you know the Celtics and the Lakers and they gave up everything for him is because when he's going he's scary I just like yeah I don't know if they'll be able to hold up over a playoff run but are you, are yeah, you, to your, to your yeah. point you've got to play multiple series you suspect they're going to be long series just because the Lakers probably going to drop games here and there right so yeah the durability of, of both him and LeBron at this point in LeBron's career like we've seen it pretty much every year he's been in LA like he's missed a chunk of time and, and certainly that's been the case again this season so I don't know like yeah you, obviously you don't want to be holding out on injuries but it's it's a part of this the, the Lakers story at this point so it's just can they can they stay fit for for two or three rounds hopefully but I don't know Listen, yeah Good question marks I do like that it feels feels pretty solid that they can at least make the playoffs now even even if they fall into the seven spot. Like if they can just be, I just want them to be healthy mostly for a first round against like a Grizzlies or anyone. Just because it's, it's fucking LeBron and AD. Like, yeah, let's go. All right. That will be, that will have shaken out for the most part when we record next week. 
Unfortunately, Josh D. Matteo was not here to answer the my riddle for him today, which is like, because the other side of the bracket is far less intriguing. The tight race between kind of the Nets have it clinched here, but Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, throw the Nets in at the sixth seed. None of those teams can actually win a first-round matchup, we don't think. Like, none of those teams are beating Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly, even in the best-case scenario. I think there are some people... There are, there are a lot of Celtics fans that are legitimately terrified of the Heat, and I think that's just... Like, maybe they get... Maybe they push it to six. Like, I think that's the best-case scenario. Yeah, I don't know. Is that just... Is that you just giving the Heat the, the benefit of their reputation yeah, of the of years? I, I, I don't know. Like, I... I admittedly haven't been that locked in on the heat this year, no. but it's, it, I, I do understand that they're one of those teams that just pop up at the end and all of a sudden, oh, Jimmy Butler's on fire and, and they're you winning look, games yeah. and they look good. But I agree with you. I, I just don't think that – I think that that top three is so far away, so so far ahead of, of the rest of the conference that, yeah, I, I don't – like at, at best you're stealing a game in the first round. Yeah, in, in I think those, I think in all of those situations, yeah. It was like remember like the, the Heat beat the Bucks in the bubble and they ended up going to the finals. And then the next year, Bucks Heat round one. And everybody's like, Oh yeah. I know the Heat have had a bad year, and then a fucking Bryn Forbes outscored Jimmy Butler for the series. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. Like this team's terrible outside of Jimmy and Bam. Like Heroes yeah. is not the guy. And then after that it's like that the the undrafted magic of Struess and Vincent and all that shit. It's like, no, you actually need blue chip talent to win in the NBA eventually. The, um, the, the heat culture can only do yeah, so much. Exactly. Pat Riley has squeezed every drop of blood out of the <laughs> fucking heat culture stone. Because um, what I wanted to ask fucking Josh, who's not here thanks to his internet, is about the Bulls, who have been kind of on a roll is probably strong. Um but their last 15 games are 9-6, and six, ninth best net rating in the NBA. But for the season, they have the fifth best defense, which makes no sense to me. No sense, yeah. No sense. Last 10 games, sixth best defense. Like They're almost like the inverse of where they were last year. And I was going to ask Josh about what the magic is. Like Caruso's missed time. They don't have the personnel for it, really. or year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I think when you watch them, it's like when when at least a group is consistently trying to play defense and playing together, getting like deflections and stuff. How much that can have an impact on your like your regular season def- like def- defensive rating. That's going to be how you do it. But other than, but like I've of those four teams, the Bulls are the team I don't want to see the most because for whatever reason, they've figured out some kind of defense and then DeRozan and Levine are good. Like they can make like playoff basketball, create your own shot and get buckets. They've given the Celtics some tough games. Like I think on paper, they make sense as the most difficult playoff team. Yeah. I I mean, I, a lot of that for me is just DeRozan and and the reputation that that guy has. And and obviously he had a a massive season last year and and you, you just sort of, going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. I, I In general, though, yeah, that 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 grouping, that Eastern Conference playing all those teams, it's it's hard to get too excited about any of them for me. I, like even Toronto. Toronto's had a real weird year. 
Like I, Atlanta's a, a kind of interesting one in the sense that they made that coaching change. Obviously, Quinn Snyder's a guy I followed in Utah. Yeah, he's your guy. That that entire run, and it's to, for him to jump at that job. Like I, I do, I understand. There's only thirty jobs going around, right? And I don't know how long he wanted to sit out and not not be working, but he, he jumped at the chance to take that job, and that that's a an organization that's probably got some tough decisions to make in the next eighteen months in terms of their roster and what that wants to, to look like going forward and, you know, whether or not you think a, a team with Trey and, and DeJounte as your, as your two big dogs, that's the that's the winning recipe, I don't know. But, I mean, they've won some games and looked okay, but at the same time, they've also dropped a few games Dude, and not looked that good. So, yeah. There's some crazy stats about, like, they've been within a certain level, range of 500 for, like, a year now. That is, like, yeah. the most mediocre fucking Mid, team. Mid-team, I yeah. think I saw that. That's yeah. what they do, yeah. They, they on If you catch them on the right day, it's like, oh, shit, Trey's, like, one of the best offensive players in the league. Like, DeAndre Hunter, this big, rangy, like, you know, Jalen Brown-type wing is, like, a third guy. Yeah. And then on the worst, it's like, this is disgusting. Like, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you watched the Mavs-Hawks game a couple of days ago, but it was just... Two get two teams that are just, <laughs> just wildly underperforming and just wanting to throw up on each other as much as they could, and eventually the Hawks. I think the Hawks won. I watched it. I can't even tell you who won. It was that bad. Um, they're the team I want. That's the team I want as the Celtics. From a Boston perspective, yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. you're one of those teams, that's the team. That's the team I think you want. Like the Raptors, I think they got guys well coached. Oh, they just can't. Sc- They've been better since the Pirtle trade, but the Hawks, like, when you watch a good team play against them, like Trey is just so, like, so so bad on defense, and like, that's the. I think in a, in a playoff setting, you got to have some kind of defense. Like their offense has been good. It's actually second in the league last fifteen games, but they're just soft. That's the team I want. I want a soft team. Like Heat are at least tough. Raptors are at least tough. Yeah, heat heat's the classic. We're going to beat you up for six or seven yeah. games, and and you don't want that. You don't you don't need that those miles on the legs that early in the playoffs. Yeah. Like even if it goes, you, you know to, that, yeah. that 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 second round is probably going to be tough already, yeah. right? So let's let's have an easy one in round one. Like yeah. even if the Hawks series goes six games, it's going to be a very light six games. Like you know, yeah. Like who you're not worried about Trey Young and Dejounte Murray beating you up like you are Bam and. And Jimmy, but yeah, that's a we'll have to we'll wait till next week to get the full Bulls analysis. Um, but Levine's been really good. DeRozan's been like DeRozan. Um, I don't know. My, this- my 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 Josh impression for all of this would be just <laughs> super negative about the Bulls. It's True. just a, it's just a flash in the pan. We don't even deserve to be in the play-in. We should be tanking for Wemby. We should be trying to get... We, we, what are we doing? This is a waste of time. So I that, I think that's what Josh would say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good impression, and I think that's probably the correct move here. Top four protected pick for the Bulls. Look, they could they could lose in the play-in, and who knows? They jump up to to two or to one, and look, Josh <laughs> would be the happiest happiest man alive. Now, what we do know, the only matchup that is set as of today, the Suns have clinched the four seed. They are 100% chance of the four seed, but we don't know who's going to be the five yet. In the East, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knickerbockers back in the 4-5 matchup. 
after being out last year. This is a pretty fun matchup, in my opinion. Like, Cavs have been fun all year. Knicks have had a super fun year. The only question is, like, can Randall get back to, like, mostly healthy before the series? We're going to have probably another. He's been out for about a week-ish, and we'll have another week. Another week, yeah. That's the only question. But the, the Knicks have been good even after he's gone down. Classic Tibbs, right? Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're deep. Is there, is there anything in particular like you're most excited for when you look at this series? I I mean, the Knicks have been one of the stories of the season full stop for me. And, yeah. and it's something that I, I certainly didn't expect for them to, to look as good as they have. It, it, they've been a, a kind of interesting team to follow. This Tibbs experience there in New York that first year or whatever, that year where they were unexpectedly the fourth seed or whatever it was and then got pumped in the first round and, and then that was sort of a flash in the pan and they had a bad year and then now they're back again and it's what version is the real version. I think this is as close as it is. I mean, the Brunson acquisition, you, you can't understate just how important oh, so that good. is and, and how good that guy is. He's a superstar in this league. He, he's a genuine superstar in this league. So it's he's been immense for them. I think we've seen some growth from some of their other guys quickly has been good. Grimes has been good. Like it's the role players on that team have, 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 have stepped up. We've, we've kind of progressed from that Tibbs of like, can't let go to Derek Rose. I, I need to get this guy on the court. It's Tibbs has finally sort of embraced, like let's give some of these other guys a run. And I think it's been for the benefit of their team and, and they've had a really good year. I uh, Cleveland's been great. I, in terms of the matchup itself, I, I I'm really sort of, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Like I, I, I think Cleveland. You look at their size in their front court, and that's something that you you probably you balk at a little bit. But I, I don't know. New York can kind of match up a little bit with that. They've got oh, lineups yeah. at least. Well, yeah, because Robinson I think, and, and those yeah. dudes. But yeah, you uh, look at uh, yeah, you look at Brunson and Randall, but especially Brunson. Like he really can operate in that mid range. Zone. Like he doesn't really shoot that many threes. He's like got the threes, footwork. Yeah. He's he's comfortable going in around the trees, right? I'm very intrigued with Cleveland because as good as they've been and as terrifying as Donovan Mitchell can be, like playoff setting, we've fucking seen this guy just yeah. 50 bombs, no worries. Like he can win any game against anyone in the playoffs. But Jared Allen, Mobley, both non-shooters, like Mobley's having a disastrous shooting year despite actually getting them up. Uh, we'll see if he actually shoots any in the playoffs. And then they don't know who, know who their fifth guy is. like And like yeah. they're not comfortable with Lavert, not comfortable with Coro, not comfortable with Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens. Like that's something whereas I feel like the Knicks are pretty comfortable if it's like if it's an RJ, if RJ's having a good game, sure. We'll leave yeah. RJ in, but they're they're very comfortable with benching RJ. Like he does not have yeah. the cachet on this in this team or anything like that. There's no political issues with benching RJ going down the stretch. Like quickly, Hart, Robinson, or Hart and seeing if you want to close. Like I feel like they're a bit more versatile versus it's like Cleveland that you're four guys. Yeah, Rubio has been rough off the ACL from yeah. what I've yeah personally seen. Yeah, and then like. It gets pretty light for me after those top four versus the Knicks feel deeper to me. Yeah, and I, I think 
I don't want to draw comparisons to Utah teams of old, but I, I do think that it, it, a lot is going to rest on Donovan's shoulders. I know Garland's a great player as well, but I, I really do think that Donovan is the leader of this team offensively and, and they're going to go as far as he can take them. And, and yeah, I agree with you. I, 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 I think that's what makes it such an enticing first round matchup because you just, you, you, it, it could go either way. It genuinely could. I think both home courts are going to be popping. I think it's good oh, to yeah. get MSG back in the playoffs. It's, it's going to be, a, a, it's going to be a great for the, for the neutral to watch because it's, it's just going to be good atmosphere. Yeah, we're at least guaranteed this series because the first round can always be a bit weird. Like it can just be a lot of lopsided stuff, but, you know, four or five matchup being the tightest one makes sense. So getting this one in the East and then hoping we get Lakers or, or Warriors in their five spot because that, I mean, yeah. that'll trump this, no question. But to get those two series in the first round is just like that's basketball Nirvana vibes as far as getting the playoffs yeah. started. Really like that. We'll, 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 we'll get into our picks and stuff probably next week. Just we'll have we'll have more stuff set. We can sink our teeth into the to the Cavs Knicks matchup over the over the next week. But as a, I will personally be going for the for the Cavs just because I think the Cavs have a better shot at giving Milwaukee a run in the next round. And then you go, God, someone's got to beat up the box for uh, for the C's going to the next round. Um, and then we can wrap up here. Just another, just clashes of the Titans over the last week. We had C's play the box. We had box play the Sixers. And we had the C's play the Sixers today. And off the back of our conversation last week where I was trying to tell you guys, Celtics are, are I'm not saying they're going to dominate a series. But they are an interesting matchup. matchup. Yeah. They just don't have the wing guys for Jalen and Jason. They've played that team so many times over the last couple of years that like Jalen and Jason feel very, very comfortable. Um, there's a cr- I was looking up the three-point numbers versus Milwaukee because it's always like Boston won't shoot like this again against Milwaukee. But last 17 games against the, against the Bucs, the Celtics are shooting 40.1%. Like yeah. go last 10, it's like 39 for whatever reason, I think it's a you've been on the bud thing. He doesn't really like to change what he yeah. does, and so Brooklyn the drop gives Jalen like easy pull up, similar to Tatum. They don't mind getting Giannis into some actions. Like that's not Giannis's strength as a defender is on ball. He's like that Robert Williams rover. That being said, this is one game back to back. Yada yada yada. Everybody's trying to write it off. But yeah, I think I think Milwaukee had played like three and five days or something like that. It was five games and seven nights, but yeah, somewhat, yeah. Middleton and Ingles didn't play the night before. Drew and Rihanna's missed two games on that road trip for rest. So don't worry. The, the Celtics propaganda team struck back against the Milwaukee propaganda <laughs> team once that started coming out. Um, but then, yeah. I, I as as a someone who's probably going to root against whoever's playing Boston <laughs> at, at, at any point. It's, it was a bit deflating because I, I, I do think Milwaukee has is, is been the, the one shining light to really go at Boston in the East this year. And I, I kind of agree with most of what you say. I, I, I do think that that's it's a tough matchup for Milwaukee. And I, I really don't know what looks they can kind of throw out there to, to try and combat that. And again, I agree, it's not going to be that easy in no. a seven-game series. But yeah, the, the, 
Bud's just that's what they are. That's their identity. And I don't really think they want to stray from that. And that's understandable. That's okay. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it paints a picture. Like it's, that's, you've got to do something different surely, because I I just don't see how you are going to win. You're going to like, I know that Milwaukee offensively were not good, but I, I just think that it all flows. Like it's Boston were good defensively. They cause turnovers. They get out in transition. They run They're They're getting easy points there. Then all of a sudden the Jays are cooking. They've got the confidence. They're seeing the ball go through. They're, they're, they're taking some tough shots, but making them like it's, it's, that and now you're down by 40 like that's <laughs> and, like and what's if you're Milwaukee like obviously you've got Giannis who arguably is the best guy in basketball right now but like oh, yeah. you've got to get him going right and you've got to you've got to fight fire with fire somehow and and I, I just don't think that I don't think they can I, I don't know it's it's a tough one like I just I really struggle to to map out uh, a pathway for Milwaukee if they're going to continue to 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 do this drop with Brooke. And it's, it's, I, I don't even, I feel like I'm harping on that because it's, it, it shouldn't be harped on because Brooke's arguably deep boy. He's he one of the deep boy candidates. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's just a tough matchup. Boston match up really well against these guys. And I think you probably need to show a little bit more adaptability or flexibility if you're Milwaukee in, in terms of, of how you're going to approach it. I think it's, t- I think it's, I think he's in a tough spot because I don't know where you go. Cause yeah. Even yep. if, because I think that maybe you say they're deeper because they have more guys you can play on like a day to day basis, but it's like of uh, Crowder, Javon Carter, Ingles, Grayson Allen, Connerton, which of those guys are you comfortable like guarding Jalen, Jason, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon? I, I actually underrated in this matchup. Like he's just having a field day. That's what he does. So, but again, it's, it's like I'm confident in the matchup, but I'm also very acutely aware of Giannis's ability to just like overwhelm any matchup advantage that you have and yeah, just yeah. and do it on both ends, recover, whatever. Like bench Brook, you go to like Bobby at the four and even if Boston's cooking, like he's just going to just 42 minutes, 45 minutes of just ridiculous motor and, and there's nothing you can do. So like I'm very yeah. aware of that, and like Drew, Drew's had an like unreal season. He's so clutch on defense, and like you just get, and it was just one game. Like there's going to be a game where each Jay has five turnovers, and the Celtics lose because Drew and those guys are good at getting into them like that, you know. But um, yeah, I I, I don't know. Like I I'm down on Milwaukee a lot from that. I, I know it's hard not to, you, you don't want to take too much from one game, as you said, but it's I I do think that. Boston will take a lot of confidence out of the last year, just, you know, their yeah. whole run last year. And then obviously the way that this season has panned out for the most part. And while Milwaukee will end up the one seed, like, yeah, I don't think there, there's any fear factor at all in, in having to match up with those guys at some point. Yeah, it's, it's the thing. It's kind of five games in a row now. Like it was today. Yeah. The, the game before that, the Celtics lost in overtime, but there was no Al, Rob, Jalen and Jason, or was it Marcus? Like they they were missing three and a half Miss, yeah. guys. Starters, and then yeah. and then Christmas they fucking murdered them again. Game seven, destruction. Game six was yeah. the Tatum. So it's like five games in a row now where I feel Milwaukee. It's like, oh, this does not feel very good. So yeah, yeah it's not just the one game. Uh, but then before that, I feel like the Sixers felt like they maybe had Milwaukee's number as well. 
And then Milwaukee coming off that Celtics. I think that was unfortunate for the Sixers. That then Milwaukee came off that Celtics game and were like very locked in. Yeah. The Sixers are the little brother in this trio to me. They're, they're the little brother, but it's like, I mean, but Joel and Embiid, we, we, today. We, we saw it today and it's like occasionally that can happen and it's just like you, you can't discount that. That no. is – they they eked out a tough win. I, I know that Boston were missing a couple today as well, but, you know, that that's probably – medal that we haven't seen from Philly in, in seasons gone past. So it's it's interesting if that can translate into the playoffs. I, I hope it does for their sake. I, I, <laughs> I would love to see I would love to see a a Philly playoff run that isn't just sort of headlined by oh a, a Ben fuck up or a, a Joel fuck up. Like I I, I, I just want to see how far they see. can go. Well yeah that's <laughs> potentially yeah. Um it's funny. I feel better about the Boston Philly matchup after today than I did before because it's like you have no Jalen, you have no Rob. Embiid maybe has is a top three game of his career today. Like fifty two points on twenty five shots, he was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but they won by they just won. Honestly, they tried really hard to lose it too, and like I- yeah. I, yeah, but I like I don't know. Do you? I think if we got a series of these two teams at some point, like I, I think it would be games like this. I, yeah, I yeah. don't. You think it would be a slugfest kind of unless Boston just got out and just fucking ran up a score, which they can do. Like, but I, I do think if Philly are going to win, it's going to be these tight, lower yes. scoring affairs, and that's that's their way. That's their way to, to try and beat Boston. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think- I think that they technically can beat Boston, obviously. Like, they're good enough to win the series. But it's like, for Philly to win any game, like, I just don't, I'm not sure I see, like, how does Philly blow Boston out? Like, it almost, like, they started the game, like, up, like, 10-2. That's a problem, right? It's like, Boston could win, could blow them out at any moment versus Philly's just, like, hanging on for dear life and hoping they squeeze it out. And it's like, oh, that probably isn't a recipe for actually winning the series. But if Embiid can do this, then that means he can like they can win a series. Like if he can go for fifty, then why not? Just the rest of this team, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Even, I, I think they're probably one of the the shallowest sort of rotations yeah. for a playoff situation. Like at this point, like Toby Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, that you you don't know what you're getting from them. And then you, you, you're Maxi playing George's destroyed Yang in this and, matchup too. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one in that that regard for sure. Like you love obviously – and then Harden needs to be able to like, – he was better today. Like he just got murdered by Drew Holiday in the Bucks game. Like it was a disaster. Yeah. And today he was much better. 20 and 10, uh, zero turnovers. That's what you need from Harden. The problem is 7 for 17 – like, I don't know. He can't beat any of the Celtics guys off the bounce. Like, maybe Al Horford sometimes. But other than that, it's like, who do you feel comfortable? I, okay, Harden's isoing. It's like he's got Marcus, Derek, Brogdon, Jalen, Jason, Grant Williams, and Al Horford are probably the only two guys. You're like, oh, maybe he can he can get by one of these guys. And if he's not doing... And then I just don't trust the their ability to play a full... like. 
And B played 38 minutes today and it felt like he was fading on defense. Like he was so good on defense for the first like 33 minutes and then it felt like he was getting tired. And the Celtics going to... Maybe they win the first game in Boston, but it's like... The Celtics have been down in so many games and so many series over the past five years that they're just going to like keep coming at you and... I don't know if Embiid and Harden have the juice. They're just like slow. This team's old and slow. I don't. Yeah, but like I, they are old and slow. But I, I don't <laughs> mind slow against Boston because I, I just feel like that. I, I feel like that's the recipe to beat Boston. I think you yes. need to play slow. It's just more. Muck yeah, I do agree. Whether or not you can get that for seven games potentially out of out of Embiid at this point. Because, again, the point with Harden, yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, I would be playing everything through Embiid anyway. That would be my hope. Like, you're probably going to get murdered in the minutes where you don't have Embiid. Like, how many minutes can Embiid play? Because today the Celtics didn't have Rob Williams, and so it was Cornette in the first half in the non-Embiid. And, like, if Rob's out there, like, the Celtics made a run every time Embiid was off. But if 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 those minutes have Rob in there versus Cornette, it's, like, very, very bad. For for the for the Sixers, it's like can Embiid play forty three minutes a game? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think they're gonna have to, right? And they have to. He has holds to. Up. Yeah, yeah. That and that's where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. That's the thing. But it's a good thing for them yeah. to be round two, not round three. You want to do it earlier, like they'll be fresher. But yeah, I'm not worried about like Jalen and Jason playing like 45 minutes a night, and like then they've just got the depth behind that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even like I don't even think like Tatum wasn't a great game today, mm-hmm. and they still lost. Like it's it only lost by a bucket. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm encouraged, but at the same time, at the same time, I don't really care at this point with Philly. Like we've seen it so many times in the past, and I know this is slightly different, but. It's uh, I don't know I'm a little with the East I'm a little bit lost because we we just talked about Milwaukee and I, I'm, I'm very <laughs> He's discouraged like, not there. Not Boston, anybody I, but well, Boston. I, yeah, like if I have to put money on it right now, I'm I'm probably after the big Boston. I just can't over the course of a, a seven game series. Like it's 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 tough to see another outcome. Like obviously we've got a whole heap of basketball to play, but oh, yeah. like, I think they're in a good position right now. They they have the most likely. They have like the tendency to, to shit themselves at times as well, though. So they're not perfect, and that's kind of what's different about this NBA se- season. Is it? There is no like Milwaukee's flawed, Celtics are flawed, the yeah, West is yeah. flawed, obviously. So like, there's no perfect team here. No doubt in the Celtics. Like the Celtics will go up 2-0, and everyone's going to feel like they're in the driver's seat of both of these series, and they're going to lose the next two because they turn the ball over like 20 times, and then it'll go to seven. So, I have no doubt that my I'm going to age another five years once the playoffs actually <laughs> starts. But, um, but yeah, mate, one week to go. A week from today, we'll be in the middle of the play-in. In the play-in. Wednesday, yeah. The middle of the play-in. We've we've made it. So, I guess next week we'll, we'll do a bit of, bit, of, bit of preview stuff, some award stuff. and Yeah, man. Well, you've been tuned into another episode of Backdoor Cut. Doing my best at the hosting duty here. Join with Matt Beatty, Jake Eisenberg, Josh. Get that internet fixed ASAP, my friend. Um, <laughs> talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>